Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sotastic Podcast. My name is Roshan India. Today, we have with us Edward Janvier. Edward, welcome. And we wanted to actually have him come on our podcast because he's somebody that has gone through a financial journey where not only did he learn from you know, seminars and different topics and different books, but now he's actively helping his friends and peers and ministering them on teaching them financial basics. And so we wanted to bring him on just so that he can share with us how he got started in his journey and how he helps other people. So welcome, Edward. How are you? Hey, thank you, Roshan. Nice to meet you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me here. I'm excited about what we're going to discuss here. Today. Absolutely. Good thank stuff. You. Well, I'll tell you what, in talking with you in our phone calls and talking with you one-on-one, I think you have a very unique mindset that I'd love to share with our listeners because honestly, what made you get into financial literacy is something that a lot of people I've seen think about, wonder about, are curious about. But what I feel is you've actually started taking action towards it. Yeah. But before we do anything, why don't we do this? Let's learn a little bit more about you, your family, your background a little bit. I immigrated here in this country about 10 years ago. And when I came here, I came here as a student. I grew up in Haiti. Okay. So my upbringing was with a single mom. Okay. And she tried her best to tell me that education is power, mm-hmm. is your way out in life. So that's the only thing that I can give to you because I don't have a big inheritance okay. to pass on to you. And that really was the first launching pad that I had in life to understand that something to hold on to to the rest of your life. Curiosity to learn more, mm-hmm. curiosity to grow in your understanding. With that, um, my background is in engineering, so I studied electromechanical engineering. I've worked in that field for many years. But actually, I've shifted my field of of operation because of my passion for the church. I grew up in the church, and I spent a lot of time serving in the church. At some point, I decided that I would go on ministry completely, so I started to study and that's when I came here to do my biblical studies. So I have a bachelor in biblical studies and a master's in biblical exegesis, if you uh, understand what that means, which is a fancy word to say interpretation. Oh, no, no. So, <laughs> that's, that's a word that they use to say interpretation. But uh, the driver that I had is that first seed planted. Mm-hmm. Education, curiosity about learning more is your way out in life. And the more and more I started to peel that onion, find out what that means more and more, the more intrigued that I became about different things in life. So shifting to learn something different is not new to me. Mm. Then when I realized that in my, at some point in my life, what I was doing was not the most efficient thing that I could be doing. Mm-hmm. And I had like a particular experience that really transformed my the trajectory of my thinking and what I needed to do. Okay. And that really, as you mentioned earlier, so some people usually think about what they want to do. But taking that next step to take action mm-hmm. is something that we usually delay. Delay for unknown reason because many things could become priority for us at Mm. that point but once you see sudden event happen then you know you have to take action at that point so for me the catalysis for to to migrate to financial literacy was Mm. i 
witnessed like a young man who passed away. So about the same age that I was as a church leader at that point, in mid mid thirties, and then. I was, at that point, my wife was pregnant. We were going to have our first baby. We were excited about it. But when we were discussing uh, as a church how to come along with that family, mm. that's when it hit me that something needs to change. The, the situation was that young man, they got married pretty early. So the wife never really had a working experience. They had three kids. Mm. Um, she got married right after college. Okay. Never had a working experience in her life. Mm. The kids were aged from nine to four. And all of a sudden, she wakes up with three kids to take care of with not a lot to go to do that. Mm. Not a lot, not a working experience and not a lot available to do that. Mm. So that was the point that I said, you need to start to do something different because my wife was pregnant with my first baby at that point. I'm I'm expecting my first baby to come and then... I started thinking, what if it was me? Hmm. What type of predicament she would be in? Okay. What type of lifestyle that I would have to have for these people hmm. if I'm if it was me? Okay. So you are talking to this family about what to do as a church uh, mm-hmm. committee, you said. Mm-hmm. You are talking to this family about how they can take care of their finances and how they can take care of the situation. That's when he had your wake-up call. Let me understand, what was your mindset previous to this about finances? So, um, like I said, I grew up in the church. The church teach you about money, but the way that we do this is kind of weird. We teach about stewardship. We talk yeah, financial to stewardship, about yeah. financial stewardship, so you take care of your <clears> money. We don't tell you the, mecha- the mechanism to do so, mm-hmm. but we teach you, you need to be a good steward of what whatever God gives you. Okay. And then, uh, and then you you obviously need to contribute to the church and stuff like that. So you need to put your money where your heart is, mm. and that's that's the extent of your your message in the church. But all the mechanics of this, you don't know. Like everybody is doing whatever they can and interpreted stewardship as something that okay, if I give money to the church, I'm a good steward mm. of my money. Mm. That's it. So. That's that's where I think that we we need to recalibrate and do a better job of really telling people what does that mean in okay. practical life. Mm. What does it mean in in our lifetime to to raise a family? What does it mean in a in an environment that we are living in to pay taxes? We we teach people that you need to obey the laws, so you need to pay taxes, of course, but. How do we do that? We never talked about people about investing. If people in the church are doing this, we just applaud them. But we we don't see it. Uh, we don't see it as our job to go and tell people and communicate our how and co- communicate the how. Mm. So it's it's good that we telling people that that money is not the end of it all. Correct. So yet while we are living on earth, God really gives us a lot of resources and he entrusted those resources to us to be managers mm. and even the bible has example of when you are a good steward when you inv- when you actually invest and make good returns god applauds you mm. so those concepts we never really goes into uh, go into detail to tell people this is what that means in practically this is where you are financially this is the goal 
this is what we can achieve in five to ten years. Mm. This is what stewardship would look like. Yeah. How to take care of that, how to raise a family, how to prepare for college for your kids. Because all of this are part of that stewardship. Yes. Because those are things that we know that we, we need to do. I know at least one of the struggles that I had early on was I was looking at schools to teach finances. And schools, I think, do like a bare basic job. They teach you, you know, uh, some concepts. But struggle comes in learning the how, the specifics. Yes. Like, it's great to know what a checking account is, what a savings account is. But now, what do I do with it to make it efficient, yes. to make it work for me? Yes. Uh, what are the different options that I have mm-hmm. available? Help me understand, in your experience, whether it's school or any other traditional education system that you look at. What are some of the limitations that you've seen? Help me understand some of your thoughts there, please. So that's a great question. Very, very, very important questions. Because in America, I don't know if you know, only 21 states, I think, mandate that we have some type of personal finance classes. Mm. That's less than the the overall states in the country. Mm. So most people get out of school. In college, even if you're a finance major, mm. you learn more about corporate finance in a business school mm. than you learn about your personal finance. Mm. In fact, a lot of MBAs, they graduated with a lot of debt. So they don't know how to take care of them. Yeah. So it's not that once you get, uh, if you have to be a finance major to understand this. No. The biggest problem in this society in America is that we don't teach people about financial literacy. We don't teach people about money. People don't know how to manage their own money. Mm. So therefore, we we struggle. Mm. We struggle and for good reason. So you can spend X amount of years to become a doctor, to Mm. become an engineer, to become whatever profession that you so choose. All of this has to deal with money. On a sing, on every single basis, every single one of us, no matter how much money we have, we mm. make financial decision: where to live, how many kids to have, <laughs> what school they need to go to. All yeah. of those, on on the surface, it seems like we're making decisions in life. But underneath of all of them, it's money, it's finances. It's the finance yeah. that is driving all the choices that we have. Mm. Knowing how to manage that resources would be precious for. All of us, from mm. every single one person that we, we can meet. And that's why I see that as a mission mm. to teach every single family that I can meet. Mm. So I was telling you about this because uh, I t- one of the things that was surprising to me is that most of my friends that I spend a lot of time with, we can spend hours talking about many topics many topics we can deep drive down to the bible we can talk about you know the past you know the moments that we we lived but we never really talk about how to manage our own money yeah yeah it's it's almost like a taboo subject we don't talk about this yeah. and if your friends are men the way that we do it we compare ourselves i'm doing better than you then then that's what it is. Right. Oh, I can complain to you why I'm not doing better. And that's that's what is great about what you're doing. Started to teach kids early on about how money works. Mm. What is it? How to work with it, work around it, and make it work for you. Mm. Then that's the best thing that we can give them in life. Yeah. Yeah, not to mention education is fine, but 
education about what is fundamental yes. is critical. Yes. And, and that's, I think that's what it, we've seen a lot of parents have that aha moment mm-hmm. when they start seeing that, hey, finance literacy is a fundamental subject to be taught. Yes. Without it, kids are essentially, when they get into adulthood, they're playing catch up. Yes. They are going into super hustle mode, uh, working themselves to the bone, having three jobs, four jobs, doing uh, some other things on the side, doing Uber Uber on the side. And again, nothing wrong with it. But if we can teach kids earlier on, it essentially becomes part of who they are. Yes. And what you mentioned, when decisions that seemingly aren't about finances, about, you know, where to buy a house or a school or... But underlying finances drive all those things. If you ingrain finance mindset early on in their in kids, then they know how to make wiser decisions. Yes. Right. Earlier yes. on. Something that fascinated me about uh, what you're doing now is that when adults get together, they're either boasting about their finances or they're complaining about their lack of finances, but they're not really talking about what to do with it, mm-hmm. and so from talking to you what you've done is taken that on as a mission to say i'm going to sit down with my peers my friends and actually sit with them and educate them on some of the things you've learned yes help me understand the start of that journey because that means you had to have taken some literacy stuff of your own yes so when you had your aha moment and you said hey my wife's pregnant with our first child um she's about to have a baby I better do something. From that point, what did you do to get yourself educated? Good. That's a good point. So knowing what you need doesn't tells you exactly what to do because the landscape is large. Yes. Right? Yes. So I started to ask questions, become curious, asking more questions. Hmm. So I realized if I go into the market, what I see people really are willing to sell you something mm. but not educate you really so much so that you can understand i remember i met with uh, an agent he i was talking to him about protection then he gave me run some numbers and then he gave me a, a, a folder i went back home trying to explain that to my wife i don't know <laughs> where to start <laughs> yeah it's and it's not because i cannot read mm. again i i understand numbers mm. but i don't understand what this document is supposed to be so it was hard for me to know exactly what to do until i met one of my friends in 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 talking to him sort of complaining like i said because i'm i'm frustrated about the lack of ways for me to really get to understand Mm -hmm. so i could go to the library just pick up books and, and do that but it's easier I think we talk to people a lot more about what's going on in our mind than, than go to the library. Before I went to the library, so it's when I talked to him and then he said, hmm, you know what? I have a, a seminar, like on the teaching people about tax. If you're interested, maybe uh, you should attend that. Mm-hmm. Then I went and I attended. That was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that when, at that moment, I realized there is a world out there that I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I should start my quest to know more. Okay. Then from that point on, I continued taking more seminars about finance, personal finance, read more books about that. So continue to educate myself daily basis. 
There's one, not one day that I would wake up, I would not think about, you know, either what I'm going to do or either trying to learn something more okay. about that. And, and basically, we say that we, we, we retain virtually not much of what is being taught to mm-hmm. us, and, you know, and what we teach is where we, we know the most. That's when we retain the most. Correct. So in order for me to really embody the principles that I'm learning, I felt that it was the logical things to start sharing to some of my friends about what I'm learning. Mm -hmm. And to realize that even the people who boast the most, it's not because they were doing a lot better on principle. Mm -hmm. No, (laughs) it was not. There was a lot of holes that needed to be plugged up. Mm -hmm. So that's And that's when I found that there is a lot of value to distribute that information to make it available for people so that they can make the best decision for because when people know options that they have Mm -hmm. when they are educated to take good decisions they usually make the best decision for their family yeah educated decision is always going to be less regrettable than an ignorant decision right where you're hoping for luck Mm -hmm. right so you started taking some classes you started taking some seminars you started learning some uh, some financial principles that you could apply, you could talk about, you could teach. And then were there any other challenges that you ran into, you know, some financial terminologies or seeing a lot of options, but then trying to figure out what's the right way for you, what's the best way for you <laughs> That's a, that in this is, journey? That is a wonderful question. Even now, I'm still learning. I, mm-hmm. I should say I'm still learning some of the uh, be, get better acquainted some of those terms and it seems like people are, pop, are popping them like uh, <laughs> like left to right and every buzzwords single day everywhere. buzzwords everywhere yes. so you got to stay up to date so I'm still learning so I'm, I'm very much in student mode uh, while I'm learning but when I first started to work and they said oh you have the options to take a 401k mm. then okay what is a 401k I don't know mm. The only thing that I know is that they're going to take more money out of my check. <laughs> that I don't want. No, of course not. So, so <laughs> that what I don't want. So is that the best choice? But because I was illiterate. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the phrase. A lot, of, a lot of people decided not to invest into their 401k because they don't know what it is. Mm. They don't know. It's a 401k, 401k. What mm. is that? Mm. Well, I started to understand those principles. I, I did not wait until I start learning this to, to understand that I should have done that because once they started talking about it, I said, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I didn't want to know the, the basics. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Some of my friends said it was good. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I just went for it. Got it. So think, thanks to them, like some of them said it was good because you, I find people who say that, oh, no, they're going to take more money. <laughs> so... I don't want that. Yeah. So I just did not invest in that. Or I don't know how to invest. Mm. I don't know what to choose, what fund to choose. So fund, ETFs, so bonds, all of these terms that people use. Mm. Or I, I'm looking, I have a daughter, there is a commercial about 529. Mm. Oh, if you want to prepare for college, 529, oh, mm. what's that is? Mm. So now I'm, I'm curious. I want to know all of this. But I realized that it's just like not that that knowledge is so spread out. Mm. You, you if you don't have a good system, you don't learn more. Mm. So having a system that teaches you how to integrate that world is really helpful. 
working with professionals because you can think that you can learn a lot of it online because a lot of good content online mm. no 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 wonder like this is going to be posted online and I, this is a very good content mm. but at the same time you find a lot of ideas online mm. you find a lot of ideas that you cannot know which one is the best one so reading books going to professionals and, and asking the right questions mm. so that's mostly how i learn okay now i really want to focus in on you minister to your friends and peers about financial education if they're close to retirement age then you talk to them about specifics mm -hmm. to that versus if they're you know a little bit younger you may talk specifics <clears throat> that how do you start the conversation how do you determine what to focus in with them so there are those kind of things in conversation that I would determine that I call them the hard buttons. So like if they are closer to my age, we talk about our families a mm. lot. We talk about our kids. So, we, so what, what they are doing, what stage they are in, what are we hoping for them? What is the goal for them? What is the vision that we are casting for them? So I would bring it to the level of how. Okay. So, which is what we usually like in the conversation. So, I can see what they're doing. Sometimes, you know, oh, yeah, I, I, I create that saving account for them when they were two. You can bring up the price of college today. How that saving going to go to meet that goals. Whether it's the right vehicle to get there. Mm -hmm. So, once they started to understand, oh, that may not be, then you have an entry point to start telling them, let's talk more about this if this is something of importance to you as you just claim. So, that's your word. Like for me, my entry point was protection. That was that was the most important things that in, in top of mind for me because I have seen the effect of not having that. Right. Right. So... If somebody had come to me and uh, to start talking to me about protection, I'm all ears at that point. So mm -hmm. because that's what I'm looking, that's the phase that I'm in, and use that as that entry point to usher them to financial literacy education, so, so to speak. So do you do you find yourself? And that's awesome. So but do you find yourself going from general then to specific? Yes. Do you find any sort of hesitation on their part to receive what you're trying to teach them? Yes, sometimes because <laughs> you, the person usually either don't know me as that wealth of knowledge. Right, right. They, they know you casually. They know me casually. So, so now I'm like, oh, you actually have a deeper understanding. Yes. Building relationship is all. Because it's a, such a personal subject mm. right we never let our co-workers know how much we're making even if we're working the same we know that they have a pretty good idea right. how much we're making right and usually our friends our circle we gravitate towards people who makes the same size of mm. income than we, we do so mm. what is it for you mm. what are you looking for where are you going mm. where are you going so once i can figure out I'll figure out where exactly they they are going i can tell them you have search options to you can you go into New York, you can take your car, you can drive. Mm. It will take you that amount of time. You can take a train, take you that amount of time, you can take a flight. Mm. Yet, if you go into a Caribbean island, well, some options are not there. Right, right. So, what vehicle do you want to take there? Mm. What options that you have, which one, if you really want to go there, then therefore, some vehicles you those are the vehicles that you probably need to adopt. And, and, and if that's that's usually how you help people relate what they are trying to do in their mind with what they need to do. Now, and I love that example because 
<clears throat> it's basically, first of all, do they know the destination that yeah, they're trying okay. to get to? Yes. And then do they know the different vehicles yes. that are available to them? Because you're right. If you want to go to the Caribbean, cars, not, cars only can get you so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do they know the different vehicles? Then from the different vehicles, how do you know how to utilize that vehicle to its most, most or the most efficient? Exactly. Right? So I think that's a great analogy. I'm going to bring this to a close and ask you, uh, knowing listeners are, they have some interest in financial literacy. There might be a passing interest. There may be an active interest. What's a general tip or advice you can give to the audience to say, here's why and how you want to start looking at finances? I would say it like this. First of all, you need you need to know about finance. Mm-hmm. Financial education is not... Uh, optional mm. it's critical to you to you whatever you do in life R- regardless of regardless age of regardless age, of background regardless of background regardless of how much money you are making right now mm. regardless of how you know what type of degree that you have mm. financial literacy mm. is a must for mm. each and every one of us so the worst thing to do is not to be curious enough to learn about it. Mm. That's the first point. The Mm. second, if you want to start learning about it, find a trusted person Mm. that you can rely on that could give, that is a good source of information that Mm. you can trust to start discussing Mm. and get to know and put, start working on your goals. What do you want to learn? Because it's a, it's a field that is so vast that there's so many things to learn. If you have some set of goals that you and you find a trusted person that you can learn with, that would be my advice. Whether it's investing, banking, banking, um, taxes, taxes, preparing for college, for your kids, Mm. retirement, you know, whether it's mortgage, Mm. buying a house, you know, um, whether it's emergency fund, Mm. how to build some type of emergency fund, whether it's debt management, Mm. you know, regardless of where you started. Okay. Make sure that you understand the goal, you know, you, what you want to learn about, find a trusted person that you feel comfortable with and you know, start working with that person. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff, Edward. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Those were some amazing tips and very good advice. And I'm sure our listeners will find it very helpful. Oh, thank, thank you. you very much for having me. It was wonderful. Thank I you. didn't know what to expect, but <laughs> it was great. Thank you. You're awesome. Much. You're awesome. Thank wonderful. You. Thank you. Ideas, techniques, approaches, information, and opinions expressed in this video or podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Sotastic LLC and its employees. While the primary purpose is to educate and inform, it does not constitute professional advice or services. We hope, however, that the content presented here will assist you in developing a strong financial understanding and mindset. You may not Edit, modify, copy, or redistribute this video or podcast with any other website, computer, or playing device. Use of this video or podcast constitutes acceptance of these terms.